This is Ryan and Adam's show. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. Welcome. It's episode three. That was just rambling, gambling man. A siege. It should be the siege, but I said a siege. All right, by, by the siege, otherwise known as Robert Seeger. <laughs> that song rules. It's, I, it's what? I don't know what a rambling man is, but there's a lot of songs about the rambling man. If you know who the rambling man is, please call in. Our number is 1 800 Almond Biscotti. Oh, yeah, we have Almond Biscotti here. It's 1 800 A L N D B T T I. This is going to be a calmer, more chill, slowdown episode, I think. I was saying before, I re- listened to the first two, and then. I feel like I'm a little too giddy in them. I'm very like, ah, and I just feel like I'm going to be a little bit You're more. You're perfect for morning radio, though. You're yeah. ready for morning radio. Hey, how you doing there, guys? That was just Bob Seeger. No, I'm just going to try to be a little bit more chill. A little bit more natural, you know? Just be you. You do you in this in this millennial culture. Yeah, everyone's, yeah. You, if you want to be a. Do you know some of the things that people want to be? <laughs> that make people happy aren't good for them not everybody should be who they are <laughs> so in fact there's some really bad people out there <laughs> they shouldn't be what they want to do yeah this is a, a perfect debate for some really i always I was, screwy I was show in the mall and i heard um i don't think our show's that screwy though what about the mall if it makes you happy you know that song yeah the Cheryl crow song and i'm such a sick fuck that my thought is always like well, what if what makes you happy is a terrible thing? It's that's the case for many, many <laughs> yeah. people. Drug addicts. Yeah, perfect example. And that's a perfect, like, not too far taboo uh example. It's like <laughs> everything's taboo now. It's you, like you can't talk about it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Well you're, anyway. You're not even supposed to use the word addict anymore. Really? What are you supposed to use? According to some The problem people. is is now you're just like dude, there are people who have <laughs> such horrible problems. Worse than uh, that like when I think of when make uh, oh don't do what makes you happy there's some really bad people and it's like if we're not allowed to talk about any of this anymore I'm just sorry I'm how just, are we ever gonna deal with I'm just laughing because this is I'm getting upset not, <laughs> not what the show all right, all right. is all about. that was from uh once upon a time in the west by uh <laughs> Oh no, it wasn't. Once Upon a Time in America. You can't even get that part of the show. That right. was from Once Upon a Time in Mexico by yeah. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. By Quinn Tarantino. Yeah, we're, we're, we're killing it. Yeah. Uh, I'm cool with this. Was that just a, a bit? We're going to call that a bit. I just, I, uh, yeah, I, I pretend all my mistakes are on purpose. I think all the songs we're going to play are going to be from Once Upon a Time really? in Hollywood. I didn't realize that going into this at all. You just surprised me with that. I think we're gonna do it. Um, it's open. Speaking it's ready of, to go. What you? Th- all right. Controversies. Speaking- some, there were some controversies people have with I, that movie. I almost don't even want to talk. About th- Here's the thing: you can't have any kind of talking without that shit coming up in some way because it's everything is just dissected well, in that way now. Well, that's the thing: people want to talk about. Not what the movie is, but what the movie is not. Like, I know you don't want to get too into it. I but don't. You have Enter the Dragon right here on your table, uh-huh. and one of the big controversies of that was movie was the portrayal of, of Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Yeah, which I've never seen what, this movie. What I like I've to think is, to for like if, 20 if, years. if Bruce Lee was alive, don't you think he would have loved that? 
You know, a part of him would have thought that was well. That's funny, my thing. You, you know? can't you can't disagree with his daughter because it's his daughter. At the same time, because I don't know him, you don't know what how he would have. Right. A lot of people probably would have thought that was funny. It's well, people think it's like racist funny because he's doing the whole like Whoa! But the thing is, is he did make those noises. Right. Yeah. I. Uh, I just thought it was a funny little tribute to him. I didn't watch that movie and think, like, this must have been exactly how he was. I mean, all that, (laughs) it's really the scene, the purpose was just to show you how... Good of, like, a fighter and a badass Brad Pitt was. was, Yeah. yeah. Like, what if we had him go up against this amazing fighter and he holds his own? That's the whole point of the scene. Yeah, and there's that funny line where she she says, he's here kicking Bruce Lee's ass or something. He's like, he didn't kick my ass. It's funny. Was, yeah, the dent in that car says different or whatever he says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah big <laughs> laugh. I don't see what the problem is. It was a fun little Anyway, what did you think of the movie? I really liked it. I hated it because the Bruce Lee thing. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I would have liked it. But I thought that was offensive. <laughs> I really liked it a lot. And I'm not like a normal guy. Like I like. I don't think I hate any of Quentin Tarantino's movies. And we're both... We've seen a lot of his movies together. We've been fans. I've been watching that guy's movie since I was like 13, but I'm not one of those like, I don't want to be like one of those fanboys who just loves everything he does. Oh, I am. Totally. I, I, I don't dislike any of his movies, but it's natural. I mean, think, uh, it's I'm not, all in. I'm all in on whatever he wants to do, whatever journey he, he takes me on. I trust him as a filmmaker and as a storyteller to bring it, and he does. But that's the point that needs to be mentioned. When I see his movies, if it sucks ass, I'm not going to be like, no, no, it was good because it had you know Quentin Tarantino. I don't think he's, he's put feet in it, and that but it was best a. It was no everything he does, in my opinion, for what he's going for, whether you like him as a person or not, because now he's all controversial now. I think his movies are great. Yeah, I think he's, there's so much fun. I I don't know how he is as a dude. I don't know the uh, guy. I've kind never of, hung out with him. I've never heard anything good about him, but I've, I don't know. Th- listen, I heard that he put her with her in danger like once and that he loves feet. I don't know that much bad <laughs> shit about him. Like, I, I don't know. Personally, I don't know. He really does love feet, though. It's crazy. Yes, there's several feet. I didn't realize that was Dakota Fanning, too, was uh, yeah. squeaky. I didn't realize that was her until. There was a lot of cameos in it. Yeah, but she was a pretty big part of the. She wasn't a she cameo. Was, well, I mean, there was a lot of like big celebrities that were kind of like, "Oh, it's him." Yeah, I felt like hers worked better than most people's because you don't really know it's her. Well, yeah, because her it, it wasn't like was, her the peak of her fame. She was what six years child. old. Yeah, it wasn't. And so I don't recognize 12. her anymore. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like um, oh, there's Kurt Russell, of course, yeah. or there's Michael Madison, of course, Madsen, of course. It was like I she was actually doing a role. No offense yeah. to Kurt Russell, I thought it was great. He was in that movie. Yeah, and he weirdly narrates it too. I don't know why. Yeah, where was Samuel L. Jackson? No Samuel L. Jackson. I'm really surprised he didn't narrate it because didn't he do narrations for Inglorious Bastards? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'll I'll go inside that dude's head, and I, <laughs> it's probably his most self-serving film. But I don't care. I was thinking when you have the the taste, when he it does, doesn't matter when he does certain things, you know he has to know that it's self-serving. Like when he goes, "Oh, I want to see her feet." <laughs> Or I want to talk about spaghetti westerns. It's like he has to know. He's not an idiot that I know of. He has to know, like, oh, of course, this is just oozing me. 
But what's wrong with that? It's his movie. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like I was just I just listened to a uh, a radio show with two I'm not going to say who they were. Two people right who really no. <laughs> two two musicians who I really really respect were on it and uh they were having a conversation and they said something about the artist not you're not at the mercy of the people. Right. Like you shouldn't create to the, and now, especially with the internet, it's just a massive uh, sometimes feedback I loop. And sometimes I don't think a whole it, other thing that I don't think it matters. Sometimes, like we talked about, how Jim Carrey was upset that the fans demanded Sonic be different. I don't think it's that big of a deal because you know that movie's going to suck. But and it's just it's not about it's, it's not, not art. about that though. It's about they have test screenings for this shit. They do, but that's a little different than because it's not finalized. Out, it's 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 this sort of subset of outrage culture. I think they've always tr- even back in the day they've always tried to cater movies for the people. That's the point of a movie. I just think it feels like because of the internet, you're hearing people's uh, complaints a lot louder, and it's annoying. <laughs> It's annoying. Every movie. Every We're going to complain about the complaints. <laughs> every, that's what this show is about. Then you're just that asshole. But every <laughs> single movie that comes out now, every single one, I don't care what it is, somebody is like, and not just somebody, a lot of people are tweeting about how angry they are. <laughs> Even like we talked about it before, on a previous episode, when Stranger Things came out, all these people were like, Oh, Hopper was a toxic masculinity because he was a jealous jerk. Mm. Dude, a lot of good people are sometimes jealous jerks. It's not the end of the world that this character acted like a jealous jerk for a minute. Was it the, the last episode you were saying, like, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it's just frustrating because it's like everyone has to be perfect. And it's only a movie. Yeah, we had the whole it's only a movie <laughs> yeah. discussion. Like, get over it. It's just a movie. Fuck it. And then they're like, you it's gonna be the never topic date of everything. You never date anybody like Hopper, the one late. Like, uh, who is that? Uh, some actress, right? Yeah, I can't remember. Ev- was it Evan Rachel Wood? Yeah. All right. It's like, dude, he kills people in it. He, a girl throws people with her mind. Let's take <laughs> it down a notch. I just, if these people existed, I get it. It's a good thing that things are changing. But you watch like, some movies are problematic still. But you watch like Indiana Jones. All right. And he's kind of misogynistic and he's violent. But you're not supposed to... <laughs> He is those things. That's all there is to it. And no one's asking you to love it. It's like once upon a time, I'm getting way worked up here. This bothers me. Once upon a time in the West. Didn't you say it was supposed to be a calm episode? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, once upon a time in the West, everyone's mad like... Um, once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, sorry. Everyone's upset because uh, Brad Pitt's character, Cliff Booth or whatever, uh, they're like, oh, we're sp- he's the hero of the movie. No, he like killed his wife. Dude. Nobody is telling you. Oh, yes, this whole killed his wife thing. Nobody is telling you that he's a good person. They're just telling you, hey, here he is, and this is the stuff he does. Stop trying to, like. Wait, hold on one Yeah, second. I hear I'm, that I'm static. Some, I'm here too. What is that? I don't know. It's probably the, the, the recorder being like, Ryan, you got to calm wait, down. Wait, wait, let's hear it. It might be my Rice Krispies that I'm eating. It could be. It could be the Rice Krispies. <laughs> All right, I think it's done. It wants me to stop complaining. I think it's... It's asking me to. And I, you know what? I, I went too far. <laughs> this is the mood I'm in. I, I was... 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a reseed because I, I got to come in here. I got to reseed whatever that connection is. I apologize to the listeners. <laughs> I was mixing cement today, and I have poison ivy on my arms, and I'm very tired. Oh, 
think this is the second best biscotti I've ever had. I kind of wish you didn't put them so far away from me. Oh, wait, here, I'll, I'll hand them to you. They're tiny. They're tiny biscotti. This is a much nicer conversation than yeah, what we were having the, before. Is this the conversation that you wanted? Oh, man. We got all fired. We got fired up out of the gate. I got a little too fired. You know, I was stuck in a waiting room today at a doctor's office, and uh, I was playing a lot of uh, poker on my phone. And then uh, I started reading some new stuff, and I was reading a lot of the Once Upon a Time articles that are out mm-hmm. and uh, reading about mostly criticism, yeah. social criticisms of it. All, and, yeah. and I just said, I don't want to talk about any of this with, with Ryan. And that's the first thing <laughs> you know what? that we did. That we you're do. right. I got to be honest. I think you're right. I think it's like, it's one of those things where you're feeding into it. Everyone is always going to have criticisms. And look, I like that people are a little bit more like, Sensitive or whatever nowadays. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying. Yeah. No, we're not saying that it's not valid. Right. Right. I get it. It's yeah. just, and and maybe it's good that people are that critical now. But it's one of those things where it's like, like I, people keep feeding into it, and it grows into the only conversation about it. And you're right. We should talk about the movie as a good movie and not the listen, criticisms. I, I read. Uh, <laughs> let's talk more about the criticisms. Yeah, let's talk more. This, this is the last <laughs> thing I want to say. Right. I read a. I swear to God, a New York Times article. Uh, it was probably one of the editorial pieces because I feel that the editorial pieces get a lot more, they have a lot more legs because okay. they really fire people up one way or the other. Of a, a The writer was comparing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to the Trump administration yeah. somehow. It's, it's like, you, you guys. Can, you, you can. You guys. Do you think Quentin Tarantino even is thinking that on any level? This just reminds me of when you. The scene in in the movie, and I'm not saying in Once Upon a Time. Oh, about in, a spoil in, alert about Once Upon a Time. In spoil alert. There's this there's this scene where uh, the crazy person is in the room and they have the yarn and they're attaching they're attaching things. It's like oh my god. Oh, the classic like Quentin Tarantino scene. Yeah, is Donald Trump. It's because <laughs> I really think, and I just want to respond to that. I know we don't want to talk about. We just keep yeah. talking about these. Crazy. I just keep talking about it. it. It's I get it. Because we're all very like nervous about the way people act now, and we're more careful and stuff. But like, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> is not sitting around and saying like, "How can I make old Hollywood and like men be the heroes and like make America great again?" And it's like, no, no. He just loves Hollywood. He grew up around that time. He loves movies from that time, and he wanted to tell sort of like a fairy tale Hollywood story. I I really believe that's probably all that was going through his head. Yes, there was the one line um, in oh. that article was something saying uh, Tarantino's nostalgia comes from a place of love, and Trump's comes from a place of hate. And I was like, okay, that's a Nostalgia's I crazy guess now. After reading your whole article, that's a decent takeaway. But I feel like this article didn't really need to exist in the it, first place. It's kind of like how um, South Park did member berries, and in the same way that that caused like the new Star Wars, it also caused Trump. It's like everyone's trying to attach all this idea of like nostalgia as one big thing, and because mm-hmm. and I get it, but I just don't think that that's Tarantino's like responsibility or purpose when he made this movie. Right. Not the the artist. He had one thing I felt like that might have been a little bit of a... I mean, there's probably plenty of... I can't wait to hear this. There's probably plenty of stuff in that movie that's personal to him, but I think there was one thing that was kind of like an F you to to a certain point, and that was uh, when he has uh, Maya Hawke in the car at the end say say like... uh, Or it wasn't her. It was her friend who was like, 
these people are the ones that make us violent because of their violent movies. Mm-hmm. So we'll go kill them. He always talks about how he thinks it's absolutely insane that violent movies would be responsible for violence. So right. I feel like that yeah. was a big like F you to the people that think that, that he would make his killers in the movie the ones that would think that. Right. Because it's, it is crazy. These people are nuts. They're about to murder people and they're blaming movies, you know? <laughs> but then again, Brad Pitt might have killed his wife, so... You know, that movie's terrible. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. Oh, my God. Can we talk about how depressed I am now? Yeah, sure. Can we... we It's going to be a hard pivot, but... I'm having a tough time. Is there... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Derailing everything. Why? I don't know. Is it because of the way that Bruce Lee was portrayed in Once Upon a Time? I'm really bummed out about that. Is there a reason, though, or is it one of those just one of those days? Ah, this is, it's been one of those days for probably the past month. This is one of those months? One of, one of those months, yeah. Just can't shake it. I can't tell if I get over depression. I don't want to say depressed because that's such a serious. If I get over being like bummed or if that is just my default mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't even notice it anymore. But I, there are mornings. Today I woke up and I had a, like, I had a snooze. I hit the butt. I just, I couldn't, I hated it. Yeah, I had a real hard time. I hated it. Getting out of bed. Yeah. And then, like I said, today was like hard work that I hate doing. And I have poison (laughs) ivy. I wasn't thrilled about it. Are you a morning? You're not a morning person. No. I, you know, I've come to learn that I'm a, um, I'm a free time person. Cause I was like, well, I do like mornings like on vacation. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, yeah, but I prefer nights. And then I'm like, well, and I realized, I think I just like not having anything to do. And when I have something to do, I don't like that time. <laughs> so I think I just, I, I'm a free time guy. I wouldn't mind mornings if I was just getting up to scratch my ass and like watch <laughs> Poltergeist on like TBS, <laughs> you know? <laughs> then I wouldn't mind That's it. That's we're going with Poltergeist. I just watched it uh, recently. How so. does it hold up? By the way, another movie that's like a satire. There's a lot of like shit going on in that movie that I didn't realize as a kid. But and you mean the original? Yeah, yeah. But um, it's good. It's fine. It's one of those movies where I've seen so many copycats now. Who directed Poltergeist? Well, it's kind of a controversial issue. Well, yeah, I know. Who got the credit? Toby Hooper. Ah, uh, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. But everybody says it was basically Spielberg. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, it was fine. You know, Craig T. Nelson. The two little girls in the movie both died very young. Yeah. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah, there's a whole curse, right? Poltergeist yeah, curse. I guess. I guess. And the, the curse recently. Maybe I have the poltergeist curse. Maybe that's why I'm so depressed. It's possible. You might have a poltergeist following you around. Yeah. And we're going to need to get the exorcist to that get weird rid of lady, it. Yeah. We're going to drag in. This house is clean. <laughs> or whatever she says. Uh, I just know Ace Ventura says it. Don't go towards the light. What's the thing? Yeah, but then they want her to go towards the light. It's very, it's kind of like a cross of the streams kind of a thing. At the end, they need her to do it. Now, what, what's the line, though? Don't go towards the light. But the name, who's the, the name of the kid? Oh, um, uh, it's such a bummer that I can't think of the name because it's so like Caroline. <laughs> is that, that's it. I just, I heard them make fun of that in something recently. That's what I'm saying. That movie, there are movies that have been copied so many times and made fun of so many times that they're not very good anymore. <laughs> But they were probably very good. 
All right, I need I need to more more music. Yeah, I need to take a mental. I, I'm just, I'm all a mental. There's nothing else you want to add to your sadness. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to play something uplifting. Get me out of Eat it. Eat a biscotti. I'm an asshole. Now all of jitterbugs from Pico Rivera, baby. I'm gonna cut one loose for him. Hey, heck, doll, your mama looking for you. Check it out a couple of times. I found it was tough enough, Caballero. Sure. Heck, tall. Hit pound 947 at KJ with Humble Hum. I'm going to take it down home. Oh, what did I just do? I don't know. We're going to song two here? No, I'm going to have to. Was I'm that? Gonna, I'm going to have to edit that. Leave it in. We turned it off in time. And now <laughs> no, we're talking I about not, it. I did not turn it off in time. Even now we're speaking about it. You I t- blew it. So I don't know what scene that song, that last song is from, but you know it was his idea to call uh, Robert Rodriguez's movie "Once Upon a Time in Mexico." Inglorious Bastards was going to be called "Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied France," which is why the movie oh, opens yeah. with that title. I mean, that's that's which, a pretty heavy title. Again, spoiler. Hey, <laughs> those, I, no, we're not doing that. We're spoiling. Spoiling. Those we're, we're spoiling with those movies any end word. very similarly. Where they changed history, you know, they're like little fairy tale movies. That's yeah. why the whole "Once Upon a Time" thing. You know, I heard a lot of people were calling it revisionist history, but I think that's revisionist history is changing the perspective. Yeah, what happened what at the end of this movie was is, totally fucking fake. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and again, he actually didn't know if he wanted to do it because it's all he didn't know if he wanted to make something about 
the Manson family because of how like dark and he knows Roman Polanski. I mean, fuck Roman Polanski, but like he knows him. So like he didn't know how much he wanted to get into that. But the guy also made a movie where like a slave kills the slave owners and a Jews killed Nazis. I mean, he makes these like cathartic violence. I feel like his older movies were more like, isn't violence fun? And then in the <laughs> newer ones, it's almost more responsible because it's like, it is like revenge porn, I guess, but it's also like cathartic. It's like, yeah, you wish this is the way it went down. Like, what's cool about this movie is it's not even really revenge because it's not Sharon Tate killing these people. Mm-hmm. It's just an accident. It's just happenstance, but it's like, you kind of wish this is what happened. You, people complain that she didn't have enough lines, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was like, well, she's not really a character. I guess that upset people, but it's, she's more of like a, you kind of fall in love with the idea of her and you start thinking, oh man, now I really don't want to see her get killed. So then it's, at the end, it's kind of like, don't you kind of wish this is what really happened? These stupid assholes went into the wrong house and got themselves killed. The end is actually kind of bittersweet when he's going up to her house it to is, party with yeah. her and it's very like quiet and credits because it's this very kind of moment of like, man, I really wish that's what happened. Yeah. It's so sad that what really, you know it's what I mean? It's funny that people... <laughs> Would complain about it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they'd be like, "Oh, she had to have like a man say." I mean, look, he made Kill Bill, which was all about a woman getting revenge. I don't think he made so many movies like Django that are about you know black people giving. I don't think there's any kind of like insensitivity here. I think he just thought, "Don't you kind of wish that there were these two assholes that live next door who like <laughs> accidentally are the ones that killed them instead?" And it's like, yeah. All right, gu- gun to your head. What's your favorite? Of his films, <clears throat> I still it's so fucking lame, but I still yeah, gotta Pulp go Fiction. with Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's That's so lame. <laughs> it's probably the most like. Isn't it a bummer that that is? Uh, I feel like such a what do they say like basic bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna get Starbucks <laughs> after this and wear Uggs. <laughs> you know the, That's pretty. I think Uggs are dated at this point, but no, not for us. Well, I'm dated. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I think. Pulp Fiction is the mo is the least like emotional. Like none of those characters have that much of a moral compass. It's right. very like two dimensional. Mm-hmm. But the music and the visual, the way it feels and it, plays out, is just, just so fucking cool. It just bleeds style. Yeah, exactly. It just feels so. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because it's a nostalgic thing. But that movie is just so watchable and cool. And then, all right. So, what about what about of his newer ones? The uh, we'll the, go like the, the period, last four. Yeah, the period pieces. Yeah, that all end like cartoons at the end. <laughs> um, I really like Django a lot, and and Glorious Patches is great. It, it's hard to put on. Hateful Eight, I liked, but I think it's my least. I don't know. It didn't grab me like I. The other ones, for some reason, maybe I got to rewatch I only, it. Have you rewatched it? No. Well? Oh, you got to rewatch it. Yeah, I think I think all the period pieces that he does get better each time. I was gonna say I think you watch them. Believe it or not, I think I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh I, yeah, you know what was funny about that? Um, I walked out of the theater and I was like, yeah, that was that was great, you know. And then I saw it in the morning. I saw the matinee. Yeah. By the end of the night. I wanted to see it again. Yeah, I can't stop. Like, I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. You know what I think? It's because a, it's a little bit more modern, so we can relate to it a little bit more. It's like more like, oh, we still listen to that music. It's not like the fucking 
You know what I mean? It's not like the 1930s or whatever. But all, like glorious bastards. But also, I think it's because there's such a fucking like fun party feel to it, like a boogie nights like fun kind yeah, of. You got all the you know the two biggest actors in Hollywood. It's funny. stars. It's funny yeah, movie stars. Yeah, that was the other thing. The star power is. Uh, I really, and then people say not a lot happened, but I don't know. Yes and no. You know what it is. The movie is about Leonardo DiCaprio, in my opinion. So to me, it's like the movie is like when you see him, he he doesn't want to really be like a good actor. He wants to be famous, mm-hmm. and it's like the it's the changing of the '60s to the '70s where like hippies became, you know, the act, and people were doing like Midnight Cowboy and stuff. It wasn't like these old westerns anymore. And I think you see it him change in the movie and he has to kind of like evolve like between meeting that little girl who's all about being a great actress and mm-hmm. also there's that scene where he says to the director if i wear all this makeup they're not gonna know it's me yeah, yeah. and the director's like that's the point <laughs> and then he kills it he does that scene with the little girl where he knocks out of the park then he does the spaghetti western movies so i and then he has like kind of longer hair he still hates hippies mm-hmm. but i feel like it was like okay he had to sort of evolve because the times are evolving. Mm-hmm. He he wants to be in a Polanski movie. He wants to, so like to me, that was what the movie was really about. And then it was like because it's Quentin Tarantino, you know, and it's all about the end of the sixties and the Manson thing plays such a part of that that it's like, well, you got to have this cool violent ending. And then plus, and then Brad Pitt was just badass. He was and, my favorite part of the movie. But I, I think it was really was like Leonardo DiCaprio's movie. So I don't think it's that nothing happens. I just think what the movie is actually about isn't what people thought the movie was going to be about. I think people thought the movie was going to be about Sharon Tate and the Manson family, and it was actually about yeah, there's that, this aging actor. You only see the Manson for a split second. Yeah. That was a, a real thing that happened, too. Was it really? He uh, kind of he, he was looking for someone else that used to live in the house, and he came to the house That's cool. looking, looking I, for it. I didn't read like Helter Skelter, but I heard a lot of the stuff that happened, and it actually was what really happened up until the end. I listened to a terrible podcast that went kind of blow for blow. Oh, I know which one you're probably talking. Yeah. And we we won't say the name of it because it stinks, but (laughs) (laughs) I, I, you know, and so I knew a lot, you know, I knew who squeaky was ahead of time. Yeah. I read about all that that and shit. That'll help you kind of get, yeah. And they lived on that, that, uh, spawn ranch was, a was an old, uh, Burrells was going to play him, but he was a real guy. And they were, there was one that kind of, chickened out last minute. I don't oh, think she what, drove away. She didn't drive away, but I think she did. Um, I can't remember what she did during the Tate murders, but the next day they sent her to the other murders and she purposely knocked on the wrong door to try to stop it from happening. So, and she was like oh. the biggest witness against Manson. So there was like a cold feet person. So they kind of had that in there a little. Oh. He definitely knew his, his shit. He just went against it. But uh, do you know Brian Cranston met Charles Charlie Manson? What? No. Yeah, apparently he says on a podcast that he went riding horses as a kid at that ranch. Oh, really? And they were like, "Oh, do you want to meet Charlie?" And he and he was and he said it was just this like very charismatic, long haired guy that was like, "Oh, hey." <laughs> he like met Charlie Manson as a kid. I heard of a few different. Uh, I think Ed Bagley Jr. talked about because he's much older yeah. and was kind of hanging out with Dennis Hopper and and them. He seems like he was not. You see him in jail and he's this like ooh wee guy, and you're like, I don't think that's how he was though in the '60s. I think he played up his craziness in jail because he had to have been kind of a charming guy, right? 
convinced all these women he was like Jesus. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fascinating thing. But the same guy who plays him is playing him in Mindhunter season two. Oh, that's right. I did hear it's, that's his bread. Charlie Manson's his bread and butter. He said he did do more scenes in uh, Hollywood, but they oh, were they cut. Just, There's a lot of cut shit, apparently. Oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I like that it was this quick thing. Exactly. I, I want to also uh, some serious nerd talk. Uh, yeah, some serious. I, I always say the white. It's the white guy. Yeah, it, we're the we're not the worst though. There's a podcast. We mean you. There's a podcast I listen to, and white, um, white guys in general are the worst. Uh, terrible. There's a podcast I listen to. Uh, <laughs> there's a guy I won't name names because we're not doing that. But I mean, I generally will. He always jokes though that he has a podcast and he's like, it's a bunch of white guys talking about movies. So, you know, it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's kind of the, the, that is, so I feel like an asshole doing it, but fuck it, dude. I got nothing else to do. It's Monday. People are either listening or they're not. (laughs) I have poison ivy. Yeah. And it's cool that we're doing it in the place where we used to do the truth. That's true. Our old web series. This brings me, this, this house brings me back, man. I want to talk a little bit about the Once Upon a Time soundtrack. We probably should, since isn't that what this is supposed to be about? It's, it's massive. Um, the CD version is 31 tracks, which is a double album's worth. There's a lot of little uh, commercials, old 60s commercials. Oh, that's cool. And they're, they're funny as hell, some of them. Uh, <laughs> there's one for sunscreen, and there's one for root beer, and... Uh, and there's even this kind of low, like it sounds like they stripped uh, like 15 minutes of this, of a radio on a KHJ radio. They I, would just strip like 15 minutes. I hear that radio station was so popular at that time that like it, it was very nostalgic for a lot of people that he played so much of it. But I don't fucking know. Yeah. I was born in 89. <laughs> but yeah, but like they, they play uh, Miss Robinson. Yeah, that was probably and, and, the most obvious song they played of the whole 60s soundtrack. And on the soundtrack, they, they give this, this kind of lo-fi. Um, oh, that's cool. It, like it's on the radio? I, I, feel, I feel like they actually took it. From right from an actual they, recording they off the radio. It off yeah. the radio. That's cool. All right, I, I'm going to play it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. This is, this is Miss Robinson, Simon and Garfunkel from... Uh, the Graduate. Miss Robinson, the movie. <laughs> and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The real Don Steele, 93 KHJ. 317 KHJ. Totally intense. That's me. The real Don Steele, Simon Garfunkeling, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Jesus 
So that's uh, hey, hey. Hey, hey. old-timey radio stuff from once upon a time in Hollywood. How you feeling, Ryan? How do you feel about the other once upon a time movies that I accidentally named? I don't know if I've seen any of them, honestly. Sergio Leone, I've seen Once Upon a Time in the West, and I really liked it, but it's one of those things where I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like I should have liked it more. I really liked it, but I like his dollar trilogy, as they call it, better. Right. I, those movies rock. And I never saw Once Upon a Time in America, but it's like De Niro, and it's oh, it's isn't, like isn't that the one? It's it's an epic. It's fifteen like a, hours long. Mm-hmm. I should see it, but there's a lot I should probably Once see. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, that I saw. I don't really. I think Johnny Depp's part is pretty cool. I don't remember. His that's, eyes that's get the shot one or something. I, I know the least about. I, I don't. How really, do you feel about Desperado? I love Desperado. I liked it a lot. I think that's an awesome at movie. At the time, and I, I w- seen I it a while. I wish that that dude could make a movie half as good as that. He hasn't. He hasn't done much in a long time. No, even his uh, the first one, uh, El Mariachi, El Mar- is a really really cool fun. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know he what's was, going on with that guy. He was one of those guys too, where it was like kind of like Quentin, like from the nineties, where it was like he was going to go off and make all these, and then he really, I don't know, he did like, I like Sin City, I yeah. guess the second one wasn't very good, yeah, and the then, first Sin City was great, yeah, um, and then he, I think the last good movie that he made was the first Mariachi movie. Oh, you mean, oh no, you're uh, machete. You mean right? <laughs> yeah, uh, mach- I'm an asshole. 
<laughs> I, I got I'm, once upon I'm a time so, title wrong. Listen, I'm too depressed to make a, a mistake I, like that. I right named now. the wrong movie title four times in a row. <laughs> and ranted about nothing anyone cared about. I think the first machete movie is f- to me, Machete, it's kind of like his Grindhouse movie too, where it's like I don't know how close to actually being like a Grindhouse movie it is, but it's kind of fun. I didn't see I think the second one was bad, oh, right? The second one was terrible. I didn't I didn't love the first one. The second one. one was terrible. Um the second Sin City was terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh I don't know. He he just made that Alita Battle Angel movie, didn't I didn't even know about it. Didn't care to see it. I don't Could know. Could have been good. He's just uh Maybe it was good. Who knows? Who knows what he's up to? What other movies did he make? Uh, Spy Kids? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I saw one of his kids' movies. I, I forget what it was called. Shark though. Girl and Lava Boy or some no, shit? No. I think it was called Shorts. It was. I don't you, know. you know that that crazy Four Rooms movie yeah. that all those directors made? I saw it was, that. It was. This, this movie, Shorts, was that, except for kids. Sounds great. <laughs> Four Rooms is a gone movie. I I liked it, but I don't really remember it. I remember kind of loving it when I first. saw it. I remember it you kind of loved it. It was because it was so zany. I Tim, re- Tim Roth is the bellhop. Tim Roth was going to be in Once Upon a Time. In the credits, it says cut. Oh, cut. It's a scenes cut or something. You um. I remember you gave us Tarantino's first movie, which was really not good. You gave it oh. to us on DVD. It was like birthday, some birthday. My best friend's birthday. It goes to show you how much money goes along. It almost makes you feel like we loved, we used to film. It almost makes you think if someone gave us a a million dollars, maybe we could have made something awesome. Well, the thing about that also is I think a large portion of that movie got destroyed and he was never able to really finish it. Plus the DVD rip I had of it was probably terrible. It was probably so many generations removed from being watchable. I remember him talking about how he didn't know how to do like, sound and there's a lot of things he didn't know how to do that he got people you know money helps a lot but then again he sold scripts and shit and those those scripts were pretty good so he's just a he's just well, a reservoir dogs talented guy didn't he get harvey Keitel? i think he'd already sold uh true romance and natural born killers so then harvey uh, he was on the radar i think so he was on the radar and then i think and then harvey Keitel. Was like, hey, you, do you know how hard it is to sell a spec script? It's maybe then it was th- easier. It's absolutely well, actually. I think selling a spec. I'm sorry, selling a spec. Actually, script, getting it made. It's hard. It's hard, but they they'll sell, and there's a there's a minimum price. I don't know what the minimum price is, but they don't. They almost never get made. Yeah, that's the thing. They almost never get made. I used to write and I thought about it, but it never was like, I mean, that guy, look, some people just get lucky and they're, it was also a time and place, but the guy's obvious. It's one of those things where people are like, oh, this person got a lucky break, but it's like, yeah, but what do they do with it? That guy made a fucking hell of a career. He's been lucky, but he, he's obviously crazy talented. Oh yeah. You know, he's got a weird head. Well, shaped head. Norm Macdonald does a great impression of him on SNL, or did a great impression of him on SNL like 30 years ago. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Me and Tom are going to see uh, Norm in September. Where at? Atlantic uh, City. Atlantic City. Holy. You've seen, have you seen him before? No. I don't see that many comedians. Isn't, I'm, isn't I'm that, so excited. It's kind of huge for you, right? I love, I, I'm a big Norm Macdonald fan. I'm excited. He is the ultimate comedian's comedian. Yeah. 
Like I was kind of, I, I never got to really be, I'm still not a comedy nerd. I, I wouldn't claim to be one. But uh, I, I don't know if I am. I, I guess I probably am compared to the normal person, but I'm not like a super nerd. And I remember kind of being surprised when uh, Shandling died. And all these people kind of came out of the woodwork and were oh, yeah, people pra- love him. praising him. And I didn't realize how revered right. he was in the comedy community until he died. And I feel that when Norm dies, it'll be similar for a lot of people. Yeah, Norm's another one that like a lot of comedians gets in trouble a lot nowadays. But I it, do think... I feel like all- it's all other comedians defending Norm yeah, all the time. They're that's like, exactly. Oh, come on, Norm. <laughs> I do think other comedians love Norm. He's a comedian's comedian because he's just pure comedy. Yeah. I don't think anyone should ever listen to him and be like, "I wonder what he has to say on an issue." <laughs> he's just a fucking weird dude, but he's got his own style. He's he's just funny. I've always liked Norm. And you're going? Yeah, I'm excited. Which uh, place in Atlantic City is he playing? I don't even. Tom got the tickets. I don't even know. Yeah, I just hope my you're in. I just hope my ass doesn't hurt. I got your ass. I got this like sciatica thing down my leg. I got to go to a. There's chi- this commercial on I when, I watched, when I watched the Mets game yeah. of this this guy. It's like on the couch. He's like, oh, my sciatica is acting up. <laughs> you're that guy. It hurt, dude. It's bad. I got to go to a chiropractor. And with that, I think we're gonna stop. This, this has got to be one of the weirdest. Fun- We've only done three. And they've all been like, was this good? I know, I'm going to heavily edit this one. All right, so bad. Well, you say that and I get I'm a little I'm gonna, nervous. I'm going to edit 15. Who cares? All podcasts. Oh, this isn't a podcast. I'm editing Most it out. things get edited. No, listen. <laughs> little mistakes are okay. You Most know what? things get edited. Do you know there are podcasts that are... Um, this isn't a podcast. I know. I keep calling it a podcast. But let me just say this. There, there are Because po- I'm an idiot. There are podcasts that are... Uh, I hate myself. That I'm are depressed. seriously I'm so depressed criticized because of how edited they are. What? Really? Come on. Yeah. How can you even? Like, the sounds, best ones The best ones are when you can't tell. Well, maybe I guess maybe they can. It's just too clean. Little mistakes are good. Also, this is like, yeah, it's radio because we play what's songs. A, what's a we've podcast more, that gets criticized for being edited? I don't listen to well. it, but it's the, um, I can't think of the guy. I don't listen to it. I, I don't. I just heard other people criticizing it. I think it's that Dax Shepard has one. Oh. Which I think it, I think that's the one. Isn't he? He's sort of awesome. I can't tell. Allegedly. He, allegedly, yeah. I don't know. Is he? I don't know. No, nah, this is just based on what I hear. <laughs> this is just based on what I hear other white people say. Are you going to end in me? <laughs> you? Don't I have a. Because here's the problem. Once you have the editing button, I'm just going to delete the whole fucking thing. Like once you give that power, you listen to it and you go, oh, this all sucks. So it's like you got to be careful with that. I'm not going to edit you. You can I'm edit gonna... me a little. <laughs> Only a little. <laughs> I'm just going to edit all the likes out. I'm going to edit. Oh, man, you're being way too critical on the likes. I'm gonna, I, I don't, can't stand it. I cannot. Do you know? Stand it. Do you know people type like into text messages now? Yeah, I do. Why? It it gets a certain tone across. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? If I was to say. No, I think that people just say that. As though you are. You know, it's all made up. Idiot. But that's like like saying certain accents make you sound dumb. It's all just bullshit. In Big Lebowski, does he say that's just like your opinion, man? That's just a. like your opinion, man. Does he say like, though? Yeah, I think he does. 
I kind of want to look this up. Here, well, look, but here let me yeah, just. I'm going to look this up. Can I just say though? I'm going to look it up. So it's not radio silence. No, you know this is the best we've done so far. The very at the <laughs> the bitter end. This I, is the best the show has gotten. All communications consent. I don't think it That's matters if it's proper. Like and like does give a tone. If I was to text and say, I don't have a good example. <laughs> oh, I'm down to go. Um, I don't have a good example. All right, All I right, didn't here, come here, prepared. Wait, let's listen. Let's listen to this. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. There you go. All right, yeah. yeah. And he's us in there too. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> because if he was okay, now if someone was to just say, "Well, that's just your opinion, man," it's you know what it is. Without the like, it becomes too factual. Okay. I, I, and also, doesn't that movie kind of takes place? He's supposed to be high as hell anyway. Close to the valley. Yeah. When he probably was like a surfer. He seems like a California guy in the movie. He's the dude. Yeah. But, but how is that? How did that get all the way over here to us? It, a lot of that slang did. I it, noticed that. You know what the bad thing is? I hear it everywhere yeah. now. Well, who I, was, I was it? just listening to uh, Bill Burr's podcast, and he was saying, "Well, it a lot. David Lee Roth and now WTF was just saying how Southern California took over the world." <laughs> you know, in a way, I think it's true. Mm-hmm. There's something about that, like, dude, because everybody just wants to like chill and be like, like everybody whatever, just- man. <laughs> everybody wants to be like that. I don't. It's you're because it, it comes off more like I want to sound more intelligent than I actually am. If I was to say it comes off. I don't know. That's a proper example for like. I don't have a lot of good examples here for this. I think it's fine. I wouldn't type un- unless I was quoting uh, Jeff Bridges. Are here? That, I wouldn't type it. Say you're. I'm going out to good eat. Good God! And I'm All talking right. to somebody named Roger. Okay. <laughs> All right, Roger Sterling, and they and they uh, and I don't know if they're going to invite Bert Cooper. <laughs> I'm rewatching Mad Men. These are Mad Men characters. Uh, okay. So say uh, more sixties. So say if I was to be like, uh, I just said it. Mm-hmm. But if I was to be like, um, all right, Roger, I'll come. But is like Bert gonna go? <laughs> if I was to say I'll come, but is Bert gonna come? Those are two very different sentences. I don't know. If man. I say is Bert like gonna come, it, it comes off more like. Or maybe that's another bad example. I think it's a bad Next example. Next time we do this, I'm going to write down some good examples. You just can't overuse it. Moderation. I have no problem with it. I've, I can't moderate. Anywho. Yeah. That's going to be our show. I've got better things to be critical about myself for. I want to close. Well, we're going to close on a, a one more song. I apologize off. to everybody that listened to this. <laughs> Off the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood soundtrack. This is, in my opinion, the best song in the soundtrack. Oh, it's, it's if you want to hear it on Spotify, it's not on the soundtrack on Spotify, but the the single version is available. If you type "You Keep Me Hanging On," Vanilla Fudge in there, I've found the album version on YouTube. I'm going to play that. I got to get Spotify. You got to do it. It won't play in my car because I don't have a cable, but maybe I can get headphones. You got Yeah, just wear headphones I while hate driving. I do that, though. You don't want to do that. How do you do it, then? If I don't have an aux cable, we've had this conversation. Boombox. Get a boombox. Couple, couple D batteries. People chuck, say you chuck. can get like a speaker. Oh, that's right. You I can, can get, get a boombox and walk around like in California like it's the 60s <laughs> or the 80s. 
All right, let's get the fuck out of here. I apologize. and Thank you for listening. This has been Adam and Ryan's show. Sadly.
can do about it.